Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. Brennan Escott. We're in the chorus building, the city's south side. A reminder, coming up on 105 today, we are going to open up the phone lines and get your thoughts on the season. Brendan, there's a piece written on tsn.ca by Travis Yost. He's a, an analytics-driven writer uh, about the Edmonton Oilers power play and an explanation as to um, both the goals per 60 and the expected goals per 60. Uh, and the fact that they're obviously higher than the last two years. That I mean, two seasons ago, in the 1920 season, the Edmonton Oilers had the fourth best power play in the NHL uh, history and the best power play in the last 30 years. And then last year, they oh, it was a significant drop-off. No, not really. Um, they're the third best power play in the last 30 years. Well, this year, the power play has been off the charts. Might want to retweet that for our listeners, Brendan, if you could, because it does an excellent job sort of explaining just how many actual looks the Oilers are creating. The the five-on-three they had against Vegas, they could have scored four goals. The puck just didn't go in for them, but they, they had an incredible amount of opportunities uh, to make things happen. As we bring aboard our NHL insider and chief political correspondent, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. John, how you doing? I'm great, Bob. You? How was your vacation? Uh, my vacation. It's nothing uh, but uh, work, work, work. You know how that goes. Bob, 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 listen. When did the Oilers play Las Vegas? Friday night. And what did you do Saturday? Watch college football. Uh, had a couple seven ups, John. So that was your vacation. Oh, we went out, and we went out. For, we we were we were graciously taken out for dinner on Saturday night as well. It was very nice. Oh, what a vacation that was! And then Sunday, I watched some more NFL football. Had a couple more yeah. seven ups. Flew home, <laughs> slept. Yes, I understand. Uh, combined if, about if you, get, if you get a day and a half in Vegas, you need to sleep on the way home. Well, yeah. It, well, we were actually there for John for uh, well, we got in Thursday night at about twelve. Uh, I would say over the course of uh, Friday, Saturday, I got to make sure my wife's listening. Right, I, I got about nine hours sleep between the three days. What is that? 
Well, it's Bob. Beauty sleep, man. Beauty. If you're on, t you're on TV now, man. You got You got to look after yourself. You are. I watch those intermissions. You're the star. You know. John, I am. You're, I am. You're, not, you're just propping. You're just propping Gene up. I am not the eye candy on there, and you know that, and I know that. And uh, <laughs> your time will come, my friend. Maybe sooner rather than later. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I love. This will give us a chance, and our listeners that are older will remember this name, Wes Montgomery. Okay. Oh, Wes did. God bless Wes. Wes was a beauty, and uh, at one time in this at six thirty, Chet, he had like a fifty share in the. Now there was only six stations back then, but he was a guy that was capable of going all night and then rolling in and doing the morning show the next day. He just had that energy sure. about him. You know what I mean? Like, what a living legend. So he, you know what? He would be giving me hell if I slept more than ten hours in Vegas over three days. Well, I tell you what, you know, you're the 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 makeup artist that works on those Sportsnet shows. She's a makeup artist. She's not a miracle worker. Okay. Right. <laughs> you're referring to my daughter, Tori. <laughs> you notice? You, well, you, 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 you she's doing a pretty good job. She's doing a pretty good job. But well, she's not a miracle worker. Right. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken. You know what? So there you have it. Uh, soup. Exactly, for the soul. Yeah. John, uh, let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers. 5-0 and start to the season. Dave Tippett said after the game Friday night, it feels different than the 5-0 and start two years ago. Um, casual observation out of Toronto, what do you think? From where you're at. From, you <laughs> well, uh, hand in hand with what's going on with the... Yeah, we'll talk about that. With, with, with uh, what's uh, going on with, as Brian Burke would call a big blue... Um, boy, they sure mix, mix, miss uh, Zach Hyman in Toronto, and wow. Zach Hyman has made a difference in uh, in Edmonton. And I, th I think that uh, people are understanding how important depth is when you think of and, and a, a broken record for me, top nine forwards for the Edmonton Oilers. And, and you know, they, it, there's there's depth on this roster that there hasn't been before and I would just I would assume that's one of the things that that Dave is talking about yep. the other thing the other thing that doesn't you know I, and, and I, I am not an analytics guy like Travis is or like lots of people are and um, Duncan Keith boy uh, he, he does a really good job of settling things down and becoming a go-to defenseman for this hockey club. Boy, has he played. I, I think he's played exceptionally well. The, the challenge, and every time I see him on the ice, I, I fear that Dave's going to go to the well too many times with him. Um, but he, he And he's helping Cody Ceci. You know, when those two guys are on the ice and Duncan's doing what he does, Cody Ceci's a better defenseman too. Yeah, uh, by the way, Bouchard, if you're talking pure analytics... Oh. He's, oh boy! Like he's got 54% defensive zone start, but the puck is in the opposition end for like 58% of the time when he's on the ice. So he's getting the puck up the ice and is already today again today at practice. John, it was nursed with Bouchard. This is a developing story here. The X factor, according to Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, and I think he's got a, a lot of you know. I like having six. I'll say this: one of the things that concerned me with Vegas. Dave Tippett wanted to get everybody playing, John. So Russell and yep. Barry were played together. And the football term is light in the ass. And the Oilers were a little like an offensive line that's undersized that could get bullied by a D-line. It's called light in the ass. And I, when, when that pairing's out there, that's a, you know what I mean? Like, to me. Yeah. But the reality is you couldn't ignore what Nurse and Bouchard. Every time Edmonton was in trouble, Bouchard was capable of making plays to get it out of his own. 
Yeah, and and what I always uh, want to talk about with Bouchard is something that uh, lots of people bring up, and that is even when he uses his wrist shot, it's a heavy shot. He 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 he, he, sh he shoots the puck with such force, it does make a difference. It leaves a mark. And uh, that's another element of his game that I don't think gets enough credit, is his ability from the blue line to use the shot, a heavy shot that goes towards the net. Um, and, and here's the interesting thing. And I, I mentioned this to Reed on, on uh, Friday night in the pregame show, is that when you have a team down the way Vegas is down with all the injuries they have, you better go in there and take advantage of it. And there was a time, there was a time the Oilers couldn't do that. Well, even by making roster changes, lineup changes, Tippett was able to to come away with a victory. And and that is so important in the growth of your hockey club and, and gives you gives you a real sense of how, and I'm not saying it's 100% complete, but how, how much closer to complete this team is right now. John, uh, one of the things that was brought up was the fourth line. Uh, Devin Shore is coming off an injury, uh, caught a rut and tweaked himself a bit after a real good preseason. But Edmonton could have as many as three options uh, to add forwards. Let's say by the Olympic break, okay? Holloway is going to go down. We know that to start his pro career coming off the wrist surgery. That'll be in January. Mm -hmm. But by the time we get out of the Olympic break, who knows? Uh, Ryan McLeod, we're going to continue to monitor that situation. He didn't kill it here this fall. But neither did Darren Helm once in Detroit after he played in the playoffs the year before. And those guys both can skate, and there were some questions about their ability to get in the guts of the game. And then the wild card is Josh Archibald, who's out with myocarditis, usually requires three months rest, and we'll see where that trend. So that's without making a trade. They could have as many as three options. Like, they, they do, I think you'd agree, it's got to be stated, they certainly miss what Archibald brings in their bottom six. Oh, I, listen, it, it, it's a disappointment that he's not in the lineup, absolutely, for whatever reason, whether it's uh, the long-term issue or the vaccination issue. Um, it's, it's a disappointment that he's not in the lineup because imagine the domino effect of having Archibald in this group that perhaps moves to the fourth line and becomes that physical presence. He's not, a, he's not a big guy, but he's never been afraid to use his body to play the game and use his speed to play the game. Um, so that's something to look forward to, hopefully, at a, uh, at a certain point. You know, you, the Ryan McLeod one's an interesting one, and when you mention Darren Helm, I can only think of, uh, of, of Kenny's background and where Kenny came from and how he used Grand Rapids for so many years as uh, as a teaching tool um and ryan mcleod now knows what it what it takes to be in the nhl he has he, he likes the life of an nhler you know and it's not a knock at the american league but it's really nice staying at the ritz and it's really nice on the charters uh and so that's a you know that that's your reward for getting to the nhl after and playing in the american league and then to have another year of, of and time w working with Jay in Bakersfield will make this guy better and will make him want to get to the NHL level that much more. And that's a luxury a year ago they didn't have, Bob. They didn't have that luxury a year ago. Well, they have that luxury now, and that's it's not a bad thing to be able to take advantage of. And just so the listeners are aware, Darren Helm, Medicine Hat Tiger, uh, got called up late in the 07 08 season. That was a good year for Detroit, right? Played the final yep. seven regular yep. season games and then played in the playoffs when they won the cup. 
and then went back to Grand Rapids the next year and played 55 games before being recalled late in the year and played 23 playoff games. A six foot, 192 pound left shooting center. Now Ryan McLeod's six foot two and they could both fly. That's the one thing. And there's always, you know, with McLeod, it was, you know, is he, is he physical? I mean, he had three hits in 10 games. That's a sign that he's probably not physical enough, but if he wants to make that step, he's gonna need to push it. All right, now, now we gotta have some fun, John. All I could think of as I was uh, casually observing the Maple Leafs' demise to Pittsburgh and Brian Burke on Saturday night was, could you imagine the Toronto-based pundits if the Edmonton Oilers had won two of their first six games to start the season, getting the living kicked out of them in, uh, in Pittsburgh without a Penguins team, uh, that did not have Sidney Crosby, did not have Jenny Malkin, Chris Letang, or Jeff Carter. It's, you basically had Wilkes-Barre playing against the Maple Leafs. A absolutely heartless performance by Toronto. Could you imagine the pundits in Toronto? Wow. Connor McDavid's going to demand it. The irony, of course, that McDavid signed an eight-year deal, whereas Austin Matthews signed a five. And I'm not suggesting for one second that Austin Matthews isn't going to sign another deal in Toronto. But could you imagine the know-it-alls in Toronto that like to look down at the little satellite communities that are quite irrelevant in their world, the little outposts, and and sitting there and... uh, Come on, man. That's what was... Like, they'd be having a field day with oil country and oil... Oh, Connor's going to demand a trade! As the Leafs start the year with two wins in six games. And, I mean, that, that performance, and I, I get it, there are a couple bad goals. But, John, you're there. You're how, how much heat is in Toronto right now? By the way, you sounded like Ralph Klein there for a second, just for the record. You sound a little like Ralph Klein. Lived in the same you're building. About, Lived. When, you're, when, you're, when you're talking about, uh, you know, the East and Toronto and the outlier, you sounded like Ralph. V- Premier Ralph, I should we, say. We, we, uh, we, Victoria <laughs> Promenade. I, when I moved when I moved in with Kathy, yeah. he was on the fifth floor and we were on the third floor. And I will say that we at least had one seven up together. Oh, well, I tell you what, when when uh, my wife uh, worked at the city of Calgary and we used to uh, go have beer at the St. Louis, chicken wings and beer. And yeah. The mayor would sit at the next table. Great guy. So uh, uh, he was yeah, absolutely. Um, so there there is angst here, uh, believe it or not. There is concern here. Uh, your word was well chosen when you said heartless because there appeared to be no emotion other than a late third period skirmish by Wayne Simmons, who would have been as embarrassed as anybody uh, to play in the game. But, you know, th- there's, there's something wrong in Toronto. There is the statement of the day. Uh, and one of the things, Bob, right now is uh, Friday night's game um, was less than a sellout thousand tickets there there's a I, I suspect now there's a concern of apathy here yep and that's the worst measure of all you can be passionately pro or passionately against but if you stop caring then that's a concern and right now there is a bit of a, a worry um, that this team the Maple Leafs um, don't play with emotion and their fans have started to take a step back 
And it, it's, I mean, this is a city of 7 million people, Bob. They have the ability to sell out the arena. Yep. Um, and it, it, there is a concern. And who they're missing, they are missing guys like Zach Hyman. They are missing guys that have that ability to go into the corner and make a difference and never give up. Um, and that, you know, that quite frankly, that's something you're seeing out of the Edmonton Oilers and you're not seeing out of the Toronto Maple Leafs. The energy level that Hyman has brought, like, oh. and, and I'm back on the plane this year and back around, like, it's, you know, it's tough to gate. Like, two years ago to now, the difference in Stuart Skinner, like, he looks and acts like a pro now. Like, you yeah. see him and go, that's the guy that, hey, I can do this. I want to be, like, and he had the, of all the guys that went down, he was the best guy that went, he had the best training camp of anybody that went down. Yeah. And you know, and I can tell just when I watch the interactions with his teammates a bit, the respect they have for him. And then in terms of Hyman, the energy level, like, if I'm Toronto, I would have traded Nylander and kept Hyman. I, 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 I'm s- uh, I, I wouldn't have. Uh, nope. That's not the guy I would have traded. But um, but uh, here's the interesting thing about Hyman. And what, what's Zach got five now? He's got five goals? Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, the, the amount, and I think this is also a measure of what Zach brings to the organization. Five goals and a total of uh, 40 feet of, sh- of shooting in five goals. I mean, a couple of them are from 15 feet out. One is from three feet out. One's from six inches out. That's what Hyman brings. Uh, there, there is a, and I, 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 I hate buzzwords, but his ability to play at the front of the net is really, I think, key to his game. And that's something um, that he, the, and that's something that by osmosis, a guy like Yamamoto can learn, Pugliarvi can learn. Uh, and I think that that's as big a part of what Hyman brings to the game as well. And that's where Zach being in front of the net constantly uh, makes a difference for the whole club. All right. Talking about uh, a lack of passion from a market right now, is this going to play a factor in accelerating the process for Jeremy Colleton to lose his job in Chicago? Uh, I don't. I, the, the, Chicago is a strange place right now. Um, you know, they've they are they're in a, a bit of a. Uh, a, a no man's land. Their their front office has gone through a, a tremendous uh, change since the the departure of John McDonough. Uh, we obviously have the investigation into the uh, sexual abuse issues that the NHL has not come out with its results. Uh, the, the the club has not got off to a great start. I actually feel very badly for Mark Andre Fleury, uh, who has had very little support in his time already in Chicago. Um, I almost wonder, from a hockey perspective, uh, is there so much going on off the ice that you know that Colleton can be safe for a while? Hmm. Um, just because that they 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 have to get all their ducks in a row off the ice. You know, they got rid of their marketing department. They've they've changed so many things. Why would they get rid of the, the marketing department? They had as good a marketing department as there was in the league. Well, but the, the, they were all people that were were uh, loyal to John McDonough. Okay. Uh, and so th- th- there has been a huge separation in the Blackhawks at this point. So you wonder where the focus is and where the attention is. Uh, they're, you know, they're 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 at a point now where they're actually, you know, they're going to lose, and and it, it's 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 massive changes is is happening off the ice again. They're going to change their television play-by-play guy this year um, because Pat Foley is, you know, is leaving. 
and you have to wonder what Eddie Olchik's role is on their broadcast side too. So there's lots of things happening in Chicago that, you know, Jeremy, Jeremy Colton being the coach is almost. I wonder how high it is on the list of things that have to change. Well, and more importantly, if you're going to do it, who are you putting in there? John, I'll, you know, per- I'll predict he doesn't uh, last till the end of November. Well, you, you may be right. And then what? Then John Tortorella shows up? I'm not sure who goes in there, but that is the loosest team in the league from a technical perspective defensively. Well, I'll tell you what, and uh, I mentioned you this said it. on You said they it. Dun- they missed Duncan Keith, man. They missed Duncan Keith. Right? They do. You know, when somebody of that ilk has been there that long, has done what he's done there, and can get on the ice, they miss Duncan Keith in Chicago big time. Johnny only led them in ice time for 16 consecutive seasons. Yeah. The last guy, I, the last guy I, to lead them in ice I time. Had, I, who would have been what? Who would have been whom? He's 47. That's Nathan Dempsey. He's living in town. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's got me thinking about that. I heard you that. tell that story before. So here, but here, I had two friends that scout for Seattle now. And, and they were assigned to watch the Blackhawks last year. And constantly, I'd say, well, who'd, you, you know, who, who'd you like for the Blackhawks for the draft? And they'd say, I don't know, but that Duncan Keith's sure good. Boy, that Duncan Keith, boy, he's playing the best hockey in a long time. So there was a constant refrain from people uh, outside the organization that how good Duncan Keith was at a time when, let's face it, when they had no Taves. Uh, they were they were going through some issues. They actually were a playoff team for the first what forty games of a fifty six game schedule, and then f- th- then the wheels fell off the last sixteen. So uh, that part of what Duncan Keith meant to the Blackhawks, I think, is a big part of what you're seeing this year. John, great stuff. We'll talk Wednesday. Okay, so you'll be back from your vacation then. <laughs> I'm at the Ched Building. Oh, that's a, that's like that's like just a nice day at home. Well, uh, speaking of home, I was on vacation, came back, and I guess my wife's boyfriend left just before I got there. So, uh, oldest that's, joke in the book. I was uh, I was here. I didn't. I wasn't on in Edmonton. So oh, I, know she, I, know, I know she likes me. I know she likes me. You're her. You're her favorite. Uh, there you go. Don there Horrid. You, go. you know Don Horrid, the former sure, Golden Bear. Sure, Golden Bears coach. Sure. That, that was his joke. Sometimes uh, I'd call him on a Sunday if I had to write an advance piece and whenever I call him from my house the first thing he'd say is Kathy I told you not to call you (laughs) (laughs) he used to make me laugh here's the thing that was before call waiting too yes there you have it (laughs) all right take care man See you, Bob. See you later. 12.55 at Edmonton. Guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates from Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. They're open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. Tell Brendan, Taylor, and Chris that Oilers now sent you. When we come back, uh, we will... Uh, what are we going to get to? I'm going to bang off a couple texts on the Ashley Five Floors text line. 12.55 at Edmonton. <laughs> Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Very quiet. Uh, seven assists in five games to start the season for RNH, 
who remains a prince of a guy, may I add. It is 12.57 in Edmonton. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We're going to bang off a couple here. Uh, this one comes in out of Edmonton saying, Bob, the goal of the Oilers is to go deep in the playoffs, preferably past the first round. I like their 5-0 start. We see the statistical impact of the added depth on the forward lines, but how will they do against playoff teams? That's a completely fair text uh, to say. I mean, can have all I'm saying right now Edmonton is going to be a 50-win team and a top-18. That's and I've said that all along, and I'm gonna cont- and then we'll see how they grow the team during the course of the season. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, just an FYI, how many games does a marketing and broadcast department win a year? Uh, well, I, I I know what John what John's saying is there's a lot of issues going around around Chicago's uh, hockey club, and not all of them are limited on ice. The product still ultimately has to be able to achieve. We'll see what happens there. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, the difference between Toronto and Edmonton is that the Oilers, led by McDavid and Drysaddle, can't hide how badly they want to win. Meanwhile, Matthews, Marner, and Nylander are more concerned about getting into the pages of Vogue. Ah, I think that's a little unfair. Those guys want to win, too, in Toronto. There's no question about that. But that was a... uh, dispassionate performance from the Maple That said, even teams that win 55 games a year have three or four stinkers in an 82-game schedule. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, you, we will open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.